It was the year 1733 and King Malhar Rao Holkar was on his way home from a tour. On his way, he stopped at the village of Chaundi. Here he came across a young girl offering her prayers at a temple. Not a single word passed between them, but Malhara was impressed by the piety of the young girl, and he soon came to a decision. This girl shall become my daughter-in-law. Only someone like her can fix my wayward son. This girl was Ahelya Bai, the daughter of Mankoji Shinde, the village chief. Malhara wasted no time in securing Mankoji's consent. So, on the 14th of May, 1733. Ahelya Bai got married to Prince Khande Rao. It wasn't long before she realized that Khande Rao was not an ideal husband. Fortunately, the same could not be said about her in-laws. Both Malhar Rao and his wife Gautama Bai loved Ahelya Bai. Malhar Rao even offered to train her in the arts of warfare and statecraft. Ahelya Bai would not give up on Prince Khande Rao. Each day she would relay everything she learned to her husband. Ahilya Bai's patience finally paid off. Over time there was a change in Khande Rao's personality. He started taking active interest in the matters of the kingdom. He was slowly becoming fit to take over the throne. A few years later, Ahilya Bai gave birth to a son, Male Rao. 3 years after that, the royal couple had a daughter, Mukta Bai. Even though Ahilya Bai was now a mother, she wasn't concerned solely with domestic trifles. She was an able ruler in Malhar Rao's absence. She approached each problem brought to her with patience and attention. When it came to dispensing justice, she would be fair above everything else. She also accompanied her father-in-law and husband on various military expeditions. During one such expedition, while they were laying siege to Fort Kumbheri, a bullet fired from the fort hit Khande Rao. Khande Rao succumbed to his wound and passed away. Ahilya Bai was devastated, and she was prepared to commit sati. Malhar Rao couldn't bear losing both his son and daughter-in-law. He besieged Ahilya Bai to change her mind for the sake of her father-in-law. she conceded i will not commit sati instead i will live to serve my family and the kingdom after the prince's death malhar rao became dependent on ahilya bai in his absence he would entrust the kingdom to her in the year 1766 malhar rao set out for battle along with ragoba the uncle of the maratha leader madhav rao peshwa away from home malhar rao fell ill and soon he passed away ahilya bai was heartbroken but the bad news did not stop there soon her son male rao also departed this world ahilya bai's world was shattered but she knew there was no time to grieve the kingdom was now her responsibility to an outsider the kingdom looked weak smelling blood ragoba who was beside malhar rao when he passed went after the kingdom he gathered an army of 5000 men and declared we set out tomorrow prepare for battle fortunately an informer rushed to ahilya bai with the news of the attack ahilya bai knew ragoba's forces were camped on the edge of river shipra 
The situation was tense, but Ahilya Bai didn't lose her head. Instead, she commanded a trusted general, Tukoji, to prepare for battle. After this, she sent a message to Madhavrao Peshwa, informing him of the situation. Madhavrao Peshwa sent a prompt reply. Let it be known that the Peshwas do not approve of Rakoba's actions. Ahilya Bai has their full support if she decides to punish anyone who threatens her kingdom. Armed with this support, Ahilya Bai commanded Tukoji to set out with the forces. The two opposing armies assembled on either sides of River Shipra. A day before this battle, Ahilya Bai made her final move. She sent Ragoba a letter saying, If I lose, no one will take any notice. But if you lose, then you will be forever more remembered as someone who lost at the hands of a woman. Ragoba could not face this possibility and he changed his tack. He sent her a message. I never intended to attack your kingdom, my lady. I only meant to offer my condolences for the death of your son. And so, Ahilya Bai won her first battle, before it even began. In the same year, Ahilya Bai moved her capital from Indore to Maheshwar. There, she built temples, set up schools and revived the tradition of Maheshwari saris. The kingdom was prospering, but there was still a threat lingering. This time, it was the dacoits who were terrorizing the kingdom. Ahilyabai came up with a clever plan to defeat them. With the consent of her daughter Muktabai, she declared, Whoever successfully wipes out the dacoits shall be given my daughter's hand in marriage. Yashwantrao Fanse, a poor but brave man, took up the challenge. He successfully defeated the notorious band of dacoits. True to her word, Muktabai married Yashwantrao Fanse. Ahilya Bai had a knack for winning battles with diplomacy rather than bloodshed. But the Chandravat kings were testing her patience. After their initial attacks, Ahilya Bai had given them 31 towns in exchange for lasting peace. But the Chandravats weren't satisfied and attacked again. This time for the control of the entire kingdom. Ahilya Bai had had enough. She stormed off into battle, determined to fight the Chandravat kings head-on. And her army, despite being small, vanquished the enemy. Ahilya Bai's life and command over the kingdom was long and legendary. Her reign is remembered fondly, from her diplomatic methods to her strength in the face of adversities. Centuries have crumbled away, but the glorious story of the fearless Ahilya Bai Holkar shines bright to this day. This video was adapted from an Amar Chitrakatha comic. If you liked it, then click on the button above to buy this or any other book from Amar Chitrakatha. And remember to like and share and subscribe for many more stories from India's favourite storyteller, Amar Chitrakatha.